Can Cook continue his championship charge or will Colin claw back his crown? We'll find out together at Croft. Hello and welcome back to the British Touring Car Podcast. And we are looking forward to a weekend at Croft. Nearly a whole weekend at Croft and we're going. We are. First time. Looking forward to getting down or getting up for us as it actually is. Uh, checking out a brand new circuit, one you say we've not been to before, so looking forward to a new experience. Not quite sure really what to expect with going up to Croft. It always looks like quite a flat circuit, um, fairly open, uh, and it'll be interesting to see what the spectator view- viewpoints are like. And what level of trade stands we get and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, what, what is going to be there on the day? going to be interested to find out. Obviously we're going to use the Saturday as a bit of a scoping mission, trying to work out where best to stand, where best to be. And then on Sunday, we'll be ready for a packed schedule of action. Yeah, certainly hope so. Um, what are we expecting this weekend? Are we expecting the same old, same old? Most of those top 10 challengers looking to push forward and make that gap um, to the rest of the drivers in the championship? Or are we expecting a little more uh, versatility? Uh, I think we're going to see much of the same that we've seen all season. There's a pack of five or six drivers that are... Yeah, ahead of the rest of the field, whether that some partly through luck as well, luck away things go, but they are ahead of the field. So coming into the weekend, we have Josh Cook leading the standings on 169 points, uh, Tom Ingram 154, Ash Sutton 151, Colin Turkington 140, Jake Hill 119, and then we've got a bit of a gap back to Shedden and Butcher who are on 106, 104. They're probably just about hanging on to the coattails and then you drop back down to Morgan who's on 94 points who for me is too far back. So I think you've got that top seven and really, really the top five. Yeah, certainly we've seen already this season a couple of double wins for um, drivers and it's really accelerating the gap between the rest of the the drivers in the field. Um, And I think that's because obviously we don't have ballast on board nowadays. Sticking with the hybrid systems going forward, I think there might be changes made. Um, obviously, not this weekend at Croft specifically, but going sort of like in towards future years of the championship. Absolutely. So Croft then 2.13 miles uh, debuted in the touring cars in 1968, not 1698. That would be the Horton Cars Grand Prix of of Croft. Uh, who do you think has the qualifying lap record? Oh, it's got to be a BMW, hasn't it? Correct. Uh, let's go Turkinson. Incorrect. Oh, okay. Go on then. Uh, Andrew Jordan. Ah, yes. I've got used to drive for BMW all those years ago. He did indeed, 2019. Uh, and the race lap record? Turkinson. Correct. Last year? Uh, 2020. Ah, nearly. Uh, the King of Croft himself. He is, of course, the most successful driver here. There's no point in asking that question. You'd have known that off just, just like that, so there's no point in asking you the question. And it is a circuit that generally favours the rear-wheel drive cars, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, there are plenty of traction zones, which they love, as uh, Harvey and Addison keep on mentioning. Um, But yeah, they they seem to go really well here, and I don't see much of a change this weekend. No, if you just look back at last year, race one, winner was Moffat after taking a surprise pole, I think it was Mm. fair to say. Yep. Uh, from Hill, who albeit wasn't in a real drive car then, and then Proctor. So the front wheel drive cars did pretty well on the podium. 
And then second race, Hill, Moffat, Cook. And then final race, Turkson, Shedd and Sutton. So two real drive cars in the final race. Uh, in terms of championship contenders, Ingram has a 12th, a 4th and a 4th. Can't really afford that this weekend. He needs no. to really make hay on the sun is shining and at least get three top eight finishes. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, Cook, 5-3-5. That kind of form is going to keep him at the top of the table if he can, if he can uh, replicate that this time round. Sutton is a 6-5-3. Uh, that was last year, of course, in the inf- Infiniti. Yep. Uh, Hill was a 2-1-7. A good track for him, perhaps. And Colin Turkson had a 4th, a 7th and a 1st. So, you know, a track where the types of contenders go pretty well on the whole. Um, as I say, Hill really needs a good weekend to try and bank some points and make up a bit of ground in the t- title. Turkson needs to do the same. Sutton doesn't seem interested in winning a race this year. Just happy to just keep banking the points and being where he is. Uh, it'd be amazing if he won the championship and didn't win a race. I don't think that's ever been done before. No, I think someone got re- very close. Maybe Turton m- did it winning one. Did Matt Neal also do it winning one? Don't know. Can't remember the top of my head. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether consistency would be enough to just win you the championship. Um, and I think consistency is something that Hill's got to look for this weekend. Yeah. And very up and down weekend at Alton. This could be the track, because if you go back to 2020, you had Cook, Hill, Turkington, Cook, Neil, Hill. Neil won that on the road, but got this um, pushback place for one of the most blatant push to party you'll ever see. Uh, and then Ingram, Camish, Chilton. Uh, Ingram had a 13 4 1. Cook, 1 1 8. Oh dear. Uh, Sutton, you're supposed to repeat it. Sutton 425. That's when Sutton decided that he was going to be a hero at the hairpin yes. and punctured his wheel on yeah, Jake Hill. That. Hill, a 237, which is, mm-hmm. again, the sort of form he's going to need this weekend. And this is where Turkton's crown slipped that year with a third, a retirement, and an uncontested. If you remember rightly, in race two, it was a little bit wet and he locked up and went straight off at the first oh, little complex. Yeah, I do remember that. And he was just sitting there in the barrier going like, oh, I'm not meant to be here. Tim was biting back the tears, I <laughs> yes, think. Yes, he was. Know. He was, certainly. Uh, weather this weekend, can we expect any rain at all? It's England, so yes. But yep. officially, according to the BBC website for Darlington, No. At time wow. of recording. It might rain tomorrow, that being Friday. Uh, Saturday and Sunday is supposed to be fairly dry. Highs of 21 degrees with a sunny and a fresh breeze for us all. It's a, it's an old air circuit. Uh, air, air, air that's the one. Cool. So it will be breezy. So beware of wind burn if you're going. Um, yeah, yeah going to have to take a, a few different layers. Yeah, and there might be some rain in the afternoon. It doesn't look particularly likely. Okay, then. It'll be interesting to see how the weekend progresses. Um, so, I borderline predictions. Who do you think is going to obviously stand out this weekend? Who do you think is going to suffer this weekend? So these aren't our no, bona fide. No, 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 just a general overview. Little overview. It's a real circuit track. It's going to be favour the real drive cars. Yeah. I think that if you're Ingram or your Cook or your your Sutton, this weekend is about damage limitation. It's not necessarily going to be your strongest track. You've got to hang in there and you've got to try and take points yeah I, I tend to agree with you blimey um it'll be interesting to see how the infinities are going to run this weekend the what infinities the infinities um obviously moffat had a decent run last yeah. time out at Alton park made some good moves looked a bit racier um and then took the podium didn't he he did so having taken his win last year here 
can he then look to build on that and maybe have a couple of top 10 finishes and maybe be in the chance of another reverse grid? That's got to be the aim, I think. I don't think it's um, fair to suggest he'll be looking to put it on pole at any point this weekend. But if he can, you know, get two top 10 finishes and get himself there or thereabouts for the reverse grid race, then absolutely he's got a chance. Of the front-wheel drive cars, then, who mm. do you think is going to struggle the most? Ingram. Okay. Fair enough. All Hyundai's or just Ingram out of those championship well, rivals? Let's have a look at how the Hyundai's did last year, shall we? <laughs> I think, I think personally, mm-hmm. we'll see the Cooper struggle again. Um, That's just a, a generic soundbite at the minute, isn't it? And I don't think it's going to be a track for the Astras. Again. <laughs> well, you say that. A couple of races ago, the Astras well outperformed what yeah, no, we thought they would that do. That is fair. Um, but this weekend, I think they will struggle a little bit. Um, I don't know. I just get a feeling about it. Yeah, so I said, obviously, Ingram had a 12-4-4. Uh, who else was in that last year? More uh, Lloyd. We had a Lloyd. He had... No, he was in an Astra last year, mate. Oh, you're absolutely right. He was. <laughs> he was. Who? Smiley. Smiley. There we go. Smiley happened. 7th and 11th for retirement. We had Chilton. No, he was in the VTC. Yeah, he was in Honda. <laughs> we had... Keep going. Boutel. Uh, Boutel, didn't we? Boutel got a... Do, 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 do. You can see we're doing good research. You asked me questions. Uh, 26th, 19th, 18th, which actually isn't a bad weekend for uh, for Boutel. You're checking now, aren't I'm you? I'm checking. <laughs> and then, who's the final driver last year? It was... Oh... Oh. 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 It's just as well we don't have a yearly quiz, isn't it? Uh, and Rick Parfit, who didn't contest, uh, Nick Halstead stood in on a 26th, 25th and a 21st. So nothing particularly to write home about, which brings us a little bit into the news, actually. We might as well take a little segue from predictions and general chit-chat into the news. Yes, plenty of news there is for this weekend. News. Before we go into the news, if you're enjoying the podcast, do remember to like, subscribe and give a rating where you can. Right, news. News. But if you leave, put it at the end, no one listens. So yeah, yeah that is true. That is true. It's just a little casual reminder there. You mentioned Parfit not being there last year. I did. He is not going to be there this year. He is either. not. Uh, he unfortunately clashes with Glastonbury for the first time in I think three years. Uh, Glastonbury is on this weekend, and being the rock and roll star that he likes to be, uh, he's decided to take a step back and, uh, and do a go and enjoy himself and do a duet with Megan The Stallion or something like that. <laughs> who, is I believe that, I mean I'm I'm not particularly up au fait with what's like on that glass and real issue, but I believe Megan The Stallion is there, and I that Probably. that's that's the partnership we want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know she likes racing from the beautiful Martin Brundle pit walk in <laughs> oh, America yeah. last year. So I'm sure she'll love to sit down and talk to Rick about his Upton Steel machine and, and why rear-wheel drive is that bit different to front-wheel drive. But yeah, anyway, we have Bordley <laughs> sitting in this weekend for yep. Parfit. Nice to have Bordley back. I mean, that car has not been a happy place to be all season, so I'm not expecting Bordley to come in and set the world light, although he will have some experience running the car because obviously that's the car he was in last year. How do you see Parfit's... Uh, not Parfit's... I mean, you might see Parfit set, but how do you see Bordley's chances this weekend? Uh, I think there's going to take a lot of getting used to the new car having all the hybrid on board. Obviously, it's a much heavier car this year. Um, so I think setting it up will be slightly different than what he would be expecting. I'm hoping that they've still got some deep data from last year which he can work off of. Um, but again, I think it's going to be a, a very challenging weekend. I, I'd agree. We've got another substitution to announce over the Lau Tannoy system. 
we have Jiggy, James Gornell, is back for a weekend. Boutel is taking a step down due to family circumstances. Uh, he's back home in, I believe he lives in Jersey. Uh, and say Jiggy, who we, you might remember from 2020. Yep. Uh, where he raced the Audi alongside Bobby Thompson. Yep. Look at the mere knowledge. Uh, it's almost like I'm a professional. Gornell will be standing this weekend in the Hyundai. How do you think he'll get on? Well, this came complete, completely out of nowhere, really. Yeah. Um, pleased for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he showed some good, good promise at times uh, in the Audi. Uh, some weekends he just wasn't having it. Some other weekends he was like, oh, "Okay, there's a, there's a proper racer in there." Um, so it's going to take a lot of adaption still. I'm going to ask a really difficult question now. Go on. It's not unforeseeable that he outscores Tom Chilton this weekend, or out, out <laughs> on the road at least. Yeah. What do you do then if you accelerate? You've got a guy that comes in. Chilton looks bereft of confidence at the minute. It looks absolutely lost in the car. You you could argue the same for Boutel. Yeah, but with Boutel, I will give him the benefit of the doubt of it's only his second year in the same car. He's in it only his third year of touring car racing. Third year? Fourth year? Third year. There you go. Good to keep, make sure you're awake. Uh, so you, I will give him a bit more slack. He's not a race winner. He's not a championship contender or been a championship contender. He's not taken a car to third in the championship. My expectation between the two is different. Okay. Whereas it is only Chilton's first year in the car. It is, but it's because he keeps swapping around cars left, right and centre. Oh, don't we know it? And even so, it's only Ingram's second year in the car, and his first year in the car wasn't bad either. No, I know. Um, Sutton's in his first year in a front-wheel drive car for the first time. Yeah, He's but not we're doing talking badly. different calibre of drivers there now, aren't we? Well, we are. Okay, Gamble's um, in his first season in the touring cars and doing better than Chilton. Yes, very much so. Um, Patterson's I in his first season of touring cars and racing better than Chilton. I think Jiggy will be very pleased if he scores points this weekend. Um, I think he'll be looking to probably fight for top 20. Yeah. Um, I think that's being fair on him. Um, well, he should beat Bordley. Yes. I think. You think the yeah, problem's yeah, the car. Yeah. And with respect, Nick Hamilton and and any Powell. retirements, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I I think he'd be looking for top twenty finishes, uh, which I think he'd be pleased with. I do just think it is a one-off. I don't oh, think there will be anything necessarily in it. I don't think he's probably got the budget to run. No, I'm just thinking that if you are accelerating, you're looking at next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I'm not suggesting he'll replace Chilton for the rest of the season. I'm just saying that if he comes in and it, it puts Chilton in a very awkward position because realistically Boutel's not going to outscore him realistically yep. unless something disastrous goes wrong for Chilton and a lot goes right for Boutel yes. Lloyd is very much in his prime it would seem at the minute and yep. he's on the up we'll come to him in a minute but it, it, the expectations are off slightly none of expected Lloyd to be this high up in the championship and doing this well no so fine and you then you have a person you're comparing yourself to is your official teammate which is Tom Ingram which is incomparable because he's part of four to five elite drives on the grid. Yes, yeah. So. Yeah, I think Jiggy will be... Happy. Yeah, making it a bit of fun this weekend. We have a third substitution to announce, but this time it's a chassis. (laughs) So this is bonkers news, isn't it? Yeah, so we'll get on to Lloyd in a minute, but his car and he will be there this weekend. Whereas Turkington will be there this weekend, just not with the car that he had the accident in at Alton. No. Which slightly surprises me. Yeah, I'm a surprised. A team of WSR's 
class, caliber, and equipment base that they wouldn't be able to fix the damage that occurred in that accident. Equally, on the flip side, I don't disagree with you, mm. but on the flip side, when you've got that much resource, you've got other chassis you can access, why rush a rebuild job when you can... It's only a two-week turnaround before you yeah. get into the big summer break. Why yeah. rush a job which might go wrong, might cost certain points this weekend, or might break again when you can just get a different chassis out of the garage? Okay, they've had to. Have, it's not in their garage. They've, they actually sold the chassis in the mm. car. They've had to get it back on a loan for this weekend and seek approval for it to be mm. granted. Of course, approval was granted probably before the form had even gone in, but there we go. Uh, but I can understand the logic of why rush to rebuild the car when you can just get another one. Yeah, I think this is this is very dependent on the amount of damage that was caused. We don't know the full extent of Turkington's side of the damage. No. Um, we do sort of with Lloyd's. Well, he's been very open about he's it. He's been yeah. very open about it, yeah. Um, but yeah, for them to change bits in the chassis to now accept the hybrid unit and stuff like that suggests that it would be quicker to do that rather than obviously re- rebuilding the chassis. Of course, after this, we've got massive one-month break yeah. uh, until we go up to Knock Hill, I think. And that gives them then the time to do all the necessary work, all the necessary checks, and make sure the car is tip-top for yeah. when we go back to racing. And, and that makes sense to me because, as you say, if if it's actually easier to, put, to amend the chassis, then that tells you how much damage is on the car. And there's yes. no point rushing it for the sake of it because if you don't get a car for the Rio, it doesn't pass scrutineering checks. We've seen before, do you remember the last year with Morgan that they got him out for Dines Park Race 3 and the chassis was still somewhat bent at the rear? Yes. You could see it was still bent. Yeah, it's crabbing. And as such, he was particularly uncompetitive. Yes. And Turkton, who is still just about in the hunt of a title, can't be uncompetitive this weekend. Not at this track. No, but I'm, I'm slightly surprised that they didn't go, here's Jelly's car. Uh, we'll fix this up for Jelly. That's not fair on Jelly. It's not his no, fault. I know, I know. But we have seen chassis swaps in other forms of motorsport before to yeah. preferential treatment of the lead driver. That's normally when the driver moans. To be fair, that the car's what, not Jason working. Jason Plato. I've spashed in Vettel, <laughs> Ferrari moaned for months nearly that his car wasn't the same. Do you remember? Did, when... Didn't he swap Mazepin and Schumacher's last year as well? Yeah. Do you remember when Plato swapped his Subaru chassis yeah. with Cole? Was it? I can't remember now, yeah, but um, one of them, was it Price? I can't but remember. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah but I say for WSR, where money is not the same issue as it is for Lloyd, I can understand why I've just gone, do you know what, we'll loan that for a weekend. Yep. Uh, Lloyd has been hit with a £96,000 plus VAT repair bill. He budgeted about twenty four grand. I think he said in this video. Forty for the 40, season. Forty was it? My apologies. Yeah. So previous season, I think it was about a twenty twenty grand bill. Um, he sort of like puts aside for the season um, for any damages that might be incurred and stuff like that. Up until now, he's been having a nice clean season. Mm-hmm. Um, he did last year as well. Yeah, did last year, and then obviously this massive hit at Alton Park caused a lot more damage than he actually expected it to be in the first place. Um, and yeah, he'd made made a budget of about, I think about 40000 for this year. Uh, thought it was maybe going to cost about 60000 to repair. Actually turns out that the repair bill is going to be, as you say, closer to about 9500 k which, kindly enough, the team have effectively loaned him for the rest of the season, from what I understand. Um, and then he's going to have to work with his sponsors, his... Um, team and try and work on ways to bring that money back in yeah. um, through different deals and media events and stuff like that 
Yeah, it's a shame and it's a it's a problem about how expensive this motorsport industry, particularly nowadays, is because mm. there is not the same backing. You know, if Hamilton puts it into a wall, generally he doesn't have to reach into his pocket and find the uh, find the money to fix it. Mercedes mm. are backing it and Mercedes will fix it. I assume Mazepin and Schumacher don't have quite the same deals because they'd be repairing it every five minutes. But I, I mean, it's still, it still it costs the team in F1, whereas this is more of an individual... Yeah sport as it were because they're having to find their own backers yeah yeah which is problematic when you get to the repair bills this big i'm amazed they've got the car fixed in time <laughs> yeah so am i it's there's going to be one or two ways it's going to be so uncompetitive this weekend always going to win a race i, I yeah i unfortunately think it might be a little uncompetitive this weekend um but truth will uh, tell i i agree with you to be fair i can't yeah there was a lot of damage. There <laughs> was, yeah. Um, he he seems to have recovered quite well. Obviously, yep. having left the circuit, he went off to hospital to have some checks, had some x-rays, had a CT scan as well, um, to see that there was some bruising on his lungs and some rather enlarged testicles, um, which you kind of understand with an accident like, like that. Um, but yeah, he's been working with his physio uh, for the last couple of weeks yep. on the back of that. Um, and looks to be fighting fit. Yeah, he's had a good season. I just don't. I question how competitive the car's going to be in in race yeah, trim. Same. Right, I think that probably concludes the news. Mm, yeah, I think so too. There has been another announcement today that some tech company have been announced as the tech analysis. They provide tablets as oh, okay. a partner. I mean. It's not that exciting if you're for the purest racer. It's not that exciting. It's so, on the website if you want to go check it out. Something further. else that I saw, I might have been today or yesterday, that BTC now have their merchandise with Harlequin. There's some polo shirts, um, which might be nice to see. I don't like the design I've seen. Oh, okay, they've gone for gold rather than pink. Yeah, well, it's yeah. rich energy, isn't it? When we're going to see rich energy? <laughs> Waiting for those cans of energy it's, drink, it's aren't we? Going to be Silverstone. Yeah, or not at all. Or not at all. Yeah, that is some news. BTC don't really tend to put a lot of merch, so it's interesting that they've gone down that avenue this season. Or pay for that bloody motorhome that they've got. Yeah, that's true enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true enough. Oh, dear. Anyway, on to the predictions for the weekend, do we reckon? Uh, yeah, let's go there. So, who do you think will be on pole? I am going to go for the driver that has probably been most consistent over the last couple of years here, um, and Hill. Okay. I am also boringly going to go for Jake. I know it's boring, but it's it's a real drive haven this track, and you yeah. just can't see. And even in a, when he hasn't been in a real wheel drive car, he's been quick. He's been here. good here. So I'm going to go for Hill. Hill is second by two points in the all important Wingfoot Award. So obviously he'll be looking to outscore Colin Turkson, who remarkably still the tops that tree. I I think we could see a BMW lockout of the top four places. Oh, again. Mm. Top five, maybe? Top five. Possibly even the top six. There aren't six BMWs, are there? No, it's not. There's only five, isn't there? <laughs> That's why I said top five, yeah, mate. Yeah, no, that makes more sense. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, maths is good. So, you think Hill will take pole? What about race wins, then? Race wins. I'm going to go for Turkington. It's boring, but he goes well here. Yeah, he does. Uh, Hill... Again, goes well here. And Morgan, who in the real drive hasn't actually had three BMWs. Yeah, but yeah, Morgan's a bit of a dangerous one because he's not. Had... Start calling you Tim Harvey. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not here salivating about it, am I? <laughs> uh, 
with the Morgan one, last year an 8th, a 9th and a 17th. So it's not a particularly happy hunting ground for him necessarily. And it is a risk because Morgan's luck is either jackpot Euro Millions winner or yeah. Euro Millions winner but lost the ticket kind of thing. Yep, yeah. It's, um, it's a risky one. But I have also gone for him as well, uh, along yeah. with Turkington, but also Cook. Yeah, Cook will be happy for win. I, I don't see a, a Cook win this weekend, no. but I see a Cook Just podium. Just banking the points. Podium. Look, for Cook, three top six finishes is what he needs to get from this weekend for me. Yeah. And I think he will. But if there's any, if there's anywhere Cook struggles, yeah. it's quality at times. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's either pole or... Or nothing. Or mid- midfield obscurity a lot of the time. Yeah. And I just wonder, Croft, there's not a lot of overtaking zones. No. And there's some where you've got to be very ballsy if you want to make it work. Yes. There's not an so. easy overtaking zone here, like there is on some other tracks. So I think quality is going to be really important for Cook's weekend. Okay, then. Looking towards Jack Sears, then. Mm, I've changed my mind. Oh. I'm going Patterson. Hang Bold. On. We'd agreed on this yeah, before I know, we started. But, I know, but... What's the point of that? Okay, fair enough. I've gone boring then. You've gone I, boring? I've gone gamble. Uh, not a gamble at all, really. Oh, that's the 19th joke we've made to that extent this season, <laughs> isn't it? That's not getting old, is it? And we'll still keep making them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I think in that BMW, he will be just a little bit above everyone else in that Jack Sears group. I think you're probably right. But Patterson is also in a rear-wheel drive machine, which yes. goes well here. Yeah. And he's starting to get some confidence in that car now. And... Who knows? It'd be interested to see if he's ever raced here. I don't know off the top of my head. Gamble has. Uh, Gam- Porsches Gam- don't come here. Gamble would have done in Clio's. I think. Clio's or Janetta's. Um, but yeah. So I, I think Gamble might just have the upper hand. I'd say, I think you're probably right. But I just. Patterson's coming good at the minute. He's on a bit of a purple patch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is your, or what is even, your overall prediction for the weekend? This one's a little little bit niche and a little bit specific. Um, Cook to be the only Honda to take a podium this weekend. Now I'm banking on him taking a podium at some point. <laughs> um, and obviously Robottom, Shedden, Plato and Jade Edwards not to be on a podium. Which... For a race three, could be a little bit dodgy. Shedden's an interesting one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. I could lose out on that one. I've gone quite safe. There'll be at least one real drive car in each of the top five race rounds. Oh, I can't wait for them to all break down. Well, race three's difficult. So they all do well in race one and two. They'll be further back. Yeah, they will. It'll be six that's pulled out. So I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Turkington then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's go on to bingo, and then I've got a brand new game which we'll have to, which we're going to do as well. Oh, okay. I know. Just, just spring that just spring on me. Spring it on you, absolutely. Perfect. So let's go to bingo corner first. Let's go for your first bingo from the commentating team. Uh, I'm going to go. David Addison always goes on about it at the start of the race. The lightning symbols and what they mean and when the blue lights illuminated and stuff like that about the hybrid system. Fair enough. I'm going to go for, and word for word here, absolutely nose to tail. I watched him do some commentating on some GT racing the other day by complete accident. It was on, yep. I think, the F1 channel. And I heard that expression twice in about the 10 <laughs> minutes I was watching. So 
I was like, hang on a minute. Yeah, that's going to come up. It's a bit of a stock phrase for him, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My second one is that there'll be mention of somebody storing hybrid until the end of the race. That's been quite a popular one recently. It certainly has. Uh, my second one is looking for a cutback at the hairpin, a classic place to get that wide line and drive out of the corner. My final one is, and I think it probably related to Sutton, but we'll see, happy to be sitting there banking the points. Are you looking for a Harvey on that one? I think that might be an Addy, you know. Okay, fair enough. Uh, my final one is uh, the Honda looking good on the brakes. Until it catches fire. Yeah, we don't talk about that anymore. That that happened and it's, it's gone. And I don't think Dan wants to talk about it anymore either. What is your game? I wanted to do rice is right, but there's no rice at the circuit. I, I like a pun. I'd like to just rip off in case we get lawyers on the phone. But I can't think of anything witty, so it's going to be price is right. I don't think it's been on telly for 40 years. We should be okay. Uh, we are going this weekend. Yes. And we can be ready to pay extortionate prices for anything trackside. So we're going to guess, Sam, the pint... The, uh, the pint... Uh, the price of a pint of beer, I'm going to suggest Heineken because that's normally there. Okay. If Heineken's, if that's not there, let's go for Foster's. Uh, okay. There. Yeah. Go on then. A burger from the first fan we see. The first fan we see. The okay. first fan we because there's, there's several burger vans yeah. there. So the first. Yeah, normally they're all about the same price anyway. Yeah, aren't yeah, they? But, so, yeah, but yeah. To make that simple, and again, a coffee from the first coffee vendor we see. Are you buying this coffee? Well, it depends you on the may price. well do. Depends on the price. Okay, beer. Yeah. I am going to go for £5 on the nose. On the nose, O-N-O. Or, which I used to think it was on the nose, but actually it's all near a software. <laughs> I'm going to go for £5.25. pence. Okay. Inflation is here, Sam. Cost of living <laughs> is going up. £5.25. A burger. Mm. Just a plain burger. not Just a plain, a plain burger. burger. Single. Single, plain burger. The cheapest burger they have cheapest burger they have oh okay that makes it simplest because yeah. yeah i appreciate there's options uh i'm gonna go for 750 750 i don't think it's gonna be that expensive i'm gonna go for six pound on the new i've put it the wrong way around well, that's, going... that's a cheap burger for a track i think no, i don't think it's for a burger not okay. chips or anything i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 645 <laughs> oh, you're going 750 yes i am you are very very sure of yourself a coffee. You don't drink coffee. I struggle with coffee. Yeah, don't drink it. I don't really drink many hot drinks. Um, I'd I'd like to hear yours first. Okay, I'm going to go for three pounds ninety. Oh, that's that's more expensive than I thought you were going to go. Mm. Oh, that's put me in a corner. I might go. Th- I might be wrong. Yeah, I Let's... might go three fifty. Three fifty. Okay. So to the nearest pence wins, and yeah. each one's worth a point. Okay. We'll see. Cracking. And this is on the. Let's do it on the Saturday, Saturday because it'd be easy when to do. When we've got time to walk around. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Be easy to no, I understand that. Okay, then. That is Croft summed up in a little nutshell for you. Indeed. Um, I it's my favourite circuit on the calendar. I'm, you're I'm really excited. Buzzing we're going to Croft. You? Honestly, Sam, it is by head and shoulders my favourite circuit on the calendar. It's not even close to me. This is The reason I love it so much is that, for me, this is the ultimate touring car track. There's everything. You've got high-speed corners low speed corners tight technical zones fast corners it's a long circuit i think the only thing we're missing is a bit of undulation a little bit maybe there's a yeah perhaps a little bit but it's also quite pretty as well to look at the telly i love it's gonna sound stupid i love the green and 
uh, yellow barriers. I just think that's really cool. I'm bored of red and white. <laughs> red and white is everywhere. I like the green and yellow. Fair enough. I, I'm just I'm so excited for this weekend. This is probably going to be your best weekend of the year as we're off down to London on the Friday night. It's going to be a long weekend it for is. us, um, but hopefully it's going to be a really exciting one as well. If you do see us while we're there, come and say hello. We don't bite. Um, and we might even mention you on the podcast if you'd like to uh, get a shout out. Um, and we'll be back next week. Sometime. Wednesday, maybe? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, to do a review of all the things that happened and how exciting our trip was. Bye for now. Bye for now. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 